Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Friday, February 11th edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini. And our intern running things on the TV 10 side, Avery Newport, happy to have you with us here on this Friday in the Eastern Panhandle as uh, we get ready for a big weekend. You didn't say Colin again. I did. I thought I said Colin. I wasn't paying attention. I said Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Avery Newport. I'm Avery's kidding. just trying to start I, trouble. I don't think I heard it. He's trying, trying to start trouble. Why don't you fix your titles, it. sir? Hey, your title's oh, way off. Come on. Small. You had a whole, you had a yeah, whole day to do that. All right. You had a whole All day right. to do that. All right. Well, he doesn't know what he's doing. Last night on yeah, TV 10, Colin and I got to call Spring Mills hosting, excuse me, hosting Martinsburg and girls basketball action, a special night there at Spring Mills, uh, honoring and donating to American Cancer Society in honor of Rick Kozlowski of the Journal of the Sports Editor, been here 32, 37, 37 years yeah. um, in his battle with cancer as he still comes to work and, uh, helps these kids out or, you know, promoting these kids day in and day out um, and, you know, covering these games. And, you know, I think it was a great gesture last night. His family was on hand, his grandkids, his his family. Uh, what a great show of support the community did last night. Uh, they donated over $535 uh, to the American Cancer Society in the name of Rick Kozlowski as he gets ready to uh, finish his chemotherapy treatment here in the next few weeks. But, um, you know, great to see the community there and, um, you know, great to see that happening and the shirts that they wore. They came together for this game, both teams did, and it was a, it was a great show of respect to somebody that helps get out these teams to the wider community. Yeah, and I, I don't think anybody else uh, deserves it more than Kaz does for what he's done for this uh community uh if you tuned into the eastern panhandle talk this morning you heard uh the sound bites from kyle triggs and uh, george gosk from last night's game um john reisenweber also talked about a time that uh he just randomly had an article written about his and uh his daughter when they just went to an orioles game got a picture and it turned out to be the one that they used for season ticket holders and he's just done so much for uh this community and it's nice to see that they're giving back in a uh, special way during his fight against uh, cancer right now. And I mean, just in fact, I was talking to him the other night when we were at Martinsburg on Wednesday night for the Hedgesville Martinsburg boys game. It's just incredible. He's only taken one day off during all yeah. of this. It's just incredible. I mean, he just comes to work for this community to show these kids you know, the, the publicity they deserve to get from playing sports day in and day out, as I mentioned this morning in my sports report. But, um, you know, shout out to Rick. I know that he's been battling a lot, going through a lot. And I know that this event had touched him in a great, in a special way. Yeah, I think he said uh, that he has one more chemo uh, session left there, February uh, 21st. So we're all with you, Kaz, and uh, hope you're feeling all right today. And 
appreciated getting to be a uh, part of your day yesterday. And that we honor. did. Lady Cardinals in that game improved to 12-7, and 9-1 and one in EPAC play, and uh, basically have wrapped up the number one in this Section 1 uh, by record-wise. Yeah, they absolutely uh, dominated last night, and everybody was uh, getting involved. It kind of got sloppy toward the end, but that was mostly because it was already a uh, – blowout and you yeah, know final the JV score teams there, came in 61 to 21 so um but it was a you know can't wait to see how far the spring mills team goes and in martinsburg they'll be back next year and uh you know they're having a down year this year but they'll be back next year i know that they'll have more experience they're losing a couple players but they've had to play a lot young of the younger players and they'll get some experience next or they'll have that you know added year to even get better over this next summer uh before next season uh, some other games that were in action last night. Jefferson and girls knocked off Washington 59-45 to improve to 12-4 and in the se- on the season, 8-1 and one in the EPAC. Washington dropped to 12-5 and five overall and 5-4 and four in the EPAC. Uh, that's going to be most likely the uh, sectional championship matchup there in Section 2 if all things go the way they are, the one and two seeds in that section. Yeah. You never know. You never know, but that's kind of the projection yeah, if I were to make predictions, that's probably the one that I put. And then the other game, Musselman knocked off Hedgesville 45-29 in girls' basketball action. Uh, as the seasons begin, the regular seasons begin to wind down, we're about uh, like nine or ten days until sectional action begin, sectional championships action begins for the girls' side here in the state of West Virginia in Section 1 and Section 2 of Region 2 here in Quad A. Uh, but tonight on TV 10 and w- Talk Radio WRNR, We'll have Martinsburg hosting Spring Mills in the last meeting back on January 21st. The Cardinals got the better of the Bulldogs for the first time in school history, 64-45. Tonight, pregame at 7, tip-off at 7.30. Nick, what are you looking forward to in that contest? Well, I, I think on both sides, it's obviously a big game for Spring Mills if they're able to win. Uh, you know, they'll sweep Martinsburg for the first time ever, uh, which would be huge. And on the Martinsburg side of things, they just continue to lose these close games. Um you know, obviously a close game against Hedgesville where they never really took control of the game but just didn't play a good for four quarters. So it'll be interesting to see how this one goes tonight. Um, it should be another close game. Last time these two teams, you know, played, Spring Mills pulled away in that fourth quarter. But besides that, it was a close game. So it should be a good game tonight. And uh, just anytime you get to see this young Spring Mills team, especially Keyshawn Cheek and Caleb Thomas, it's fun to watch them. I think Avion Blackwood has played phenomenal this year for Martinsburg and has been a, a really exciting player to watch as well. And the Bulldogs, you know, are desperate for a win, so they're going to lay it all on the line. And I think Spring Mills is always looking to prove something when their team takes the floor because they've kind of been toward the bottom of the EPAC and toward the bottom of uh, this section for a long time, and they're probably tired of being that team, and they want to reach the top this year. And if they're able to get this win, uh, they'll have a good case for uh, the number one seed in the section. Yeah, Spring Mills just got uh, demolished by Jefferson, so I think they're hungry to you know, kind of do the same to another team, and they're looking at this yeah. Martinsburg team who's really struggling this year right now and just uh, licking their lips and uh, wanting to be able to you know, just absolutely demolish them and prove that they're the best team because right now you're fighting for that one seed uh most likely you know if you're making projections 
Standing wise, I think Hedgesville and uh, Spring Mills are going to be tied in the section with three and one. So it'll be interesting to see who the coach. It all comes up. down to the night, though. If Hedgesville or Spring Mills were to yeah. lose tonight, then obviously Martinsburg would make them two and one in the section. And if Hedgesville can beat Martinsburg next week, uh, then it really makes things interesting. So, um, you know, we'll see. I, I don't really consider the Jefferson games too much when you're talking about these two teams because, I mean, Jefferson's blown out everybody. So it's like if you get blown out by Jefferson, it just kind of depends on how bad you yeah. get blown out. Besides Musselman. Musselman's been competitive with Jefferson for the most yeah. part compared and to everybody else. Musselman, yeah. Hedgesville tonight, that'll be an intriguing matchup there. Uh, not a sectional matchup there, but an EPAC matchup between uh, uh, two pretty good teams historically here. And, uh, you know, Hedgesville's – you know, playing really well without uh, head coach Kelly Church, uh, Chris Ruess, acting head coach right now, and Derek Basil, Ad Musselman. Uh, you know, they're going to – this is kind of what they, they really need these, you know, the end of the season into sectional play and uh, maybe potentially into regions to kind of prove who they are because they're going to lose quite a few seniors next year. Yeah, I think that's an interesting game. Obviously, Hedgesville coming off of the big win over Martinsburg – where they saw Christian Bolduc put up 35 points, Cam Wilkes contribute 19 points, and just you know have a really good game. But Musselman's been struggling. Uh, they've been close in a lot of games, so it should be should be an interesting one there. We haven't seen Musselman in a while, so uh, we'll see. Kind of a toss up there. Yep, at Martinsburg. Uh, but other the other game in action tonight on the boys' side, Jefferson at Washington. There in that sectional matchup. Girls-wise, Washington Girls is at St. James in Maryland. And then we got a big slate tomorrow. We'll have on TV 10 Talk Radio WRNR Preston County at Mar- at Martinsburg. That is a 4.30 tip, 4 p.m. pregame show. Uh, and then Jefferson at Greenbrier East, the return game in that little home-and-home series they had. They had uh, – they got the – Jefferson got the win here in Jefferson County uh, a few weeks back on a Saturday. And then Washington is at Spring Mills tomorrow on the girls' side, Hedgesville at Hampshire and Jefferson at Wheeling Park. So a lot of games here this week as we did five games this week in six days. Though, But a lot of teams have, you know, three, four games this week, maybe even five. Yeah, and it's getting you ready there for that state tournament. So in that way, it's beneficial. But it is a lot of games to play in one week but that's usually how it works out with snow and stuff i mean you gotta this make late these in the games. season yeah definitely this late in the season and uh tomorrow uh you can hear on talk radio wr and r wvu back in action they got a win the other night ending a seven game losing streak they'll be at oklahoma state that's a 2 p.m contest 1 p.m pregame from uh the mountaineer sports network so we'll go immediately uh from that game pregame coverage at one tip off at two immediately into our pregame coverage of Preston at Martinsburg and then a little bit time off tomorrow we'll go into the Wizards game after that uh, around 6 45 7 o'clock but the Mountaineers play tomorrow at Oklahoma State trying to uh, start a winning streak again they uh, need it got to get some momentum because you got Kansas uh, next Saturday who you want to have momentum uh, building up towards to be able to knock off and get yourself back in the conversation for march yeah definitely and uh other games we're following tomorrow shepherd hoops unfortunately we won't have them on tv 10 but they host cutstown a 1 p.m contest for on the women's side and that's going to be a very intriguing matchup um cutstown's already clinched a psac tournament berth 
They're currently sitting at number one in the East Division at 12 and 3 and 19 and 5 overall. Shepard, 12 and 4, 18 and 4 overall. Um, Cutstown coming off of a loss, so maybe Shepard can take advantage of that on the girls' side tomorrow, or the women's side tomorrow. Yeah, and the Rams won on Monday night, too, against Cal PA after not really having a great game on Saturday against Bloomsburg. So that's a huge one for the Rams. They're only a half game back of the best team in the conference. Um, So they can really start to think more about the postseason in the PSAC tournament if they can pull off a win. Again, this this Kutztown team is no joke. If they win, will they clinch a spot, I wonder? I'm not sure right now if they'll clinch a spot, but... Their chances definitely improve. Because Shippensburg is ten and seven in the P- PSAC, and I believe that's their senior night here coming up on the twenty third for Shepherd. So uh, that'll be an intriguing matchup as we go towards the end of the season. But at twelve and four to ten and seven uh, would be thirteen and four with a win. So could potentially happen. Not too sure of the logistics on that. Uh, but the men's side they'll play uh, down as well. Uh, both of those teams really. You know, struggling both under 500. Shepard five and ten. They've lost now three in a row. Nine and twelve overall. Four and thirteen though for Cutstown. Seven and sixteen overall. They've lost six in a row. So a big opportunity for Shepard to get in the win column and jump up to six wins in the in the East Division, which would make them top four, top five. They would still be where they are, I believe, because Westchester is six and nine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that game is important for the Rams. Um, you know, their their postseason chances aren't looking great right now, but a win's a win. You're going to take it, especially if you're losing three straight like they are right now. Um, could sound a struggling in men's ball, and I think the Rams kind of have a leg up on them now because they've got a couple more players healthy. You know, they had a stretch for a long time where they were only really playing six players consistently. But they've got a couple guys back now. Gerard Robinson is back. So they've got a little bench depth, which they didn't have for a while. And their last three games, for the most part, have been pretty close losses. They only lost by three to Cal PA last week. So that's got to be a good sign for them going forward, that they can kind of fix those little mistakes and, and you know have a, have a good game coming up against Kutztown. I believe I read, too, during halftime of that men's game, the 2021 football team will be honored. They are for uh, all their great things they did last season. One other thing I want to just click on Shepard-wise, uh, they begin the baseball season today just after our show wraps up uh, at Coker in Hartsville, South Carolina, a three-game se- or a four-game series. No, a five-game set, excuse me. No, just kidding, three-game. They have it labeled a DH, but it's three-game set. Today at 1, tomorrow at noon, and tomorrow, I'm guessing, 30 minutes after that wraps up, scheduled for 3 p.m. Uh, but if you go... <coughs> Excuse me. If you go to the Shepherd website, go to baseball, go to the schedule, you can actually watch that game via the Coker uh, live stream there. So if you're a Shepherd baseball person, you could do that today after the show. Uh, but they get their season started today and um, believe they are picked fifth in the PSAC East Division preseason poll. So uh, kind of in the middle of that East Division. Yeah, I, I mean, surprisingly they, think they could have had a home game today. It's beautiful outside. They really could. 60s. I'm out here in 60 shorts. degrees. Yeah. yeah, Nice day. But yeah, if you're a Shepherd baseball fan, you can turn tune into that just after uh, 1 p.m. But uh, that'll do it here for this first segment of today's edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We come back on the other side of this two-minute break. 
We'll talk NBA trade deadline. Wizards sold big last night. They got a win, too, on a short uh, short bench last night. But also, um, we'll talk Capitals as well. They're back in the win column as well. That's next after this two-minute break. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Let's go to some beers. Mountaineer Grill and Pub. Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go to some beers. Mountaineer Grill and Pub. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Erie Insurance says here's to the grown-ups who move, mortgage, mow, and still bust a move. But does your home insurance still fit? Erie helps you protect the home you've grown into, all at fair prices that are often less than the other guys. So how do you find the right coverage? Magic. Nope. Local independent agents who get to know you like this. Your local Erie agent in Martinsburg is Smallwood and Small Insurance. Get a quote at smallwoodandsmall.com. Erie Insurance. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this segment of the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page today. Uh, well, yesterday, trade deadline in the NBA, and uh, kind of slow day to start. And then, at least for the Wizards, I think everything happened around 1.32 p.m., Nick. Made a bunch of moves, sold off a lot of players. Yeah, I really liked what Washington did yesterday. You get rid of uh, two bad contracts and players that were underperforming in Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. And if you've listened to the show, you know I don't really like Davis Bertans. Nope. Yeah, those were the Not two players that you bit. were saying to trade, and that's exactly what they did. Well, Dinwiddie had a great start to the season during that Wizards 10-3 and start, but uh, after that he kind of just yeah. went down like the team went down, really. And. In my opinion, they definitely won that trade. I mean, you get Christoph Porzingis, who at one point was looked at as a potential superstar in this league. I but don't think he's coming off quite a couple lived years. Up to that. He's, I think he came off a ACL injury in the last. Yeah, few he's seasons. had so he hasn't some been injuries. The same. 
Um, but still, I think when he's out there, he's a more productive player than those two are going to be for you. And he does have a big contract. Uh, but maybe it's an attempt to make this team look a little bit more appealing toward Bradley Beal uh, if he does decide to come back. They clear out Montrez Harrell, who, to my understanding, was not really happy in Washington um, in terms of Didn't how he wasn't either. the rotation was working and stuff like that. So they get rid of Harrell who Vernon, makes sense. I mean, yeah. you get a second-round pick and a young player. Vernon Carrion. Ish Smith makes his return to Washington. Yeah. Big whoop. <laughs> um, and then you uh, sell Aaron Holiday to Phoenix for some cash. Yeah. So that, I guess that doesn't really matter that much. Aaron you Holiday need cash play. for Beal? You do need cash. So <laughs> overall, I think it's a win for the Wizards on the trade deadline. Um, and... Obviously, they won the game, and supposedly Porzingis is ready to play. So let's see. Uh, but they did win the game last night against the other team that sold off as well. They well, barely kind of bought game. in some ways. Yeah, but they also <laughs> sold off. But a guy that really didn't want to be there, I guess. We talked about that on the show yesterday. Let's be honest, they sold. Uh, one thirteen to one twelve. They were up like twenty points at one point. I saw, and uh, kind of the Nets kind of stormed back in that fourth quarter, outscoring Washington thirty four to twenty seven and uh barely uh missing at the end there but the wizards uh the wizards get that win uh they are now 25 29 on the season nets in a free fall as well they fall to 29 26 raul netto is that how you say his name yes. yes raul netto i said it right led the balance scoring attack with 21 points seven wizards scored in double figures a lot of those guys reserves that don't usually play uh with you know three guys that usually play getting sold off uh, Kyle Kuzma had his first career triple-double, 15 points, 10 assists, and 13 rebounds. And the Wizards host Sacramento Saturday at 7 p.m., which you can tune into right here on Talk Radio WRNR. But uh, they really needed that win. It wasn't a great win at the end, but they didn't have all their players. You know, they, they didn't have a lot of players. They were using a lot of reserves. You don't usually see Raul Neto lead the, lead the team. Well, as we talked about, I'm in favor of the Wizards tanking. So if they could have lost that game, I would have been fine with it. But... Um, obviously, you know, from the Brooklyn perspective too, if we, if we want to talk about that trade a little bit, in some ways they got better. I think, I mean, Ben Simmons, I know there's a lot of hate toward him as a player and his inability to want to shoot. I think a lot of it though is confidence. Uh, he's not a good three point shooter. That's well established, but he, he can do a lot of great things. He's a lockdown defender. He was an all-star. And he's one of the best passers and rebounders for a guy at 6'10 that can dribble and do a lot of good things. And he's still young. He's 25 years old. So um, in in some ways, I think this could be good for Simmons. And you move on from Harden, who can't make it work anywhere. He couldn't make it work with Dwight Howard, couldn't make it work with Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie. And that's Um, why I don't think he's going to make it work. He's not going to work in Philly. He's not going to work anywhere, so. And they got more depth, too, and yeah, they do. with the Nets now. So I think they'll turn it around and, and end up being you know a 3-4 seed. Those are really the, the big trades, I feel like, yesterday. For the most part, yeah. I mean, there were some like role players getting exchanged, uh, yeah. but those are the two biggest names probably. On the the Kings yeah. made a pretty big deal, yeah. too. The yeah. Tyrese Halliburton and Demonis Sabonis. That was before trade. yesterday, though. Yeah. Just yeah. yesterday trades, I would say. Uh, those were the two big ones. But, yeah, so the Wizards win last night. The Capitals also get back in the win column. They snapped a two-game losing streak, beat the Canadians 5-2 to two at Bell Center in Montreal without Alex Ovechkin, who, due to the COVID protocols, 
in Canada, couldn't travel north of the border, uh, so they were without him. And uh, D.C. area product Joe Snively, who's kind of been up and down this season, made his debut at home about a month or so ago. He's from locally in Herndon, Virginia. He scored his first two NHL career goals, had an assist. He actually played when he was a kid for the Washington Little Capitals. So it kind of all comes full circle for the guy. Uh, But here's his first career goal last night. Face off taken by Washington to Wilson behind the net. He'll sky one out to center ice with five minutes gone, opening period. Nothing, nothing. Schultz over the blue line with a wrister off the pad. Rebound, score! It's Joe Snively. The dream has become a reality. The D.C. kid, the former little cap, has scored his first goal in the NHL as a Washington capital. Snively makes it one nothing. Not only did he score one, but he scored two. Kuznetsov out of his own zone. A headman feeds Snively. One-on-one. Good move. Cuts the middle. Shoots. And scores! Oh, what a goal for Joe Snively. He scored his first earlier. His second is a highlight real beauty. 4-1 Washington as the D.C. kid does it again. Washington got up 4-1 to there. And uh, they didn't have a great third period. They were kind of not on the winning side of that whole third period. They gave up a goal, uh, so it was four to two at one point, and then uh, with so they were down four to two, or the Montreal Canadiens were down four to two. About I think like four and a half minutes, Montreal pulled their goaltender, and then uh, Tom Wilson got to score a goal last night on the empty net. Off the draw, slap shot, a great left shoulder save. Samsonov, he's fighting through it right now. The Caps get it towards the empty net. On the far side, chipped to the middle for Wilson to seal it. He puts it in. It's a 5-2 lead for Washington as Tom Wilson puts it into the empty net. And the Capitals come up to Montreal, and they will pick up the victory. And there you go. They picked up the victory 5-2. Ilya Samsonov, who uh, was playing last night, got kind of rolled his leg it looked like in the last few moments of the game he was able to stick it out have to check for an update on that but he made 42 saves last night uh but caps in that third period were kind of behind the eight ball luckily they still got the win uh but uh they're gonna have their super bowl sunday matinee 12 30 against the ottawa senators there at capital one arena in dc uh but you know it's good for them to snap that losing streak yeah, I hope Samsonov's okay, but you know that the update's only going to be a lower body injury if there is anything. The NHL doesn't give out any we know that, details. Yeah. So. We do know that. Uh, but the Capitals now 26-14-9, and, and then as I mentioned, they'll play Sunday at 1230, then Tuesday at 8 p.m. Uh, but Capitals in February now, what are they, 1-1 one one in February? Or 2-1 and one in February, I think. No, 2-2. Two Okay. Well, they got that win. Canadian, the Penguins, they fell, so that's one and one. Two, yeah, they're two and two in the month of February, and uh, we're eleven days old. But they need a lot more wins. They need to continue the this. They need to make this win last night into a winning streak. Yeah, because you want to get out of the wild card spot. You want to better your seating come playoff time. You definitely do. Uh, that'll do it for. This segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family owned and operated. Located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this two-minute break, we'll begin to uh, preview the big game on Sunday, the Super Bowl. That is next after this two-minute break on the Sports Mix.
I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce seven new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Dr. Tiffany Morton, Endocrinology. Dr. Zangeethan Parampanathan, Family Medicine. Dr. Hamath Pillai, Hospitalist. Dr. Lauren Rover, Pediatrics. Dr. Ahmed Samore, Hospitalist. Doctor of Nursing Practice, Kelly Shothias, Urgent Care. And Dr. Levi Stevens, ENT. WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA-certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. One of the best intros theme songs in sports, Sunday Night Football theme song from NBC. And uh, we'll get kind of a, on the East Coast, we'll get a Sunday late evening into the night game on the West Coast. It'll be a Sunday afternoon contest. But before we talk about the Super Bowl on Sunday, we'll talk about NFL honors last night that they moved from originally was always, has always been the Saturday night before the Super Bowl, so just less than 24 hours before the Super Bowl they moved it to uh, Thursday night in prime time. A lot of winners last night. A a few winners from these teams that are in the Super Bowl. Uh, First, we'll kind of just go down. Pepsi Rookie of the Year goes to Jamar Chase of the Bengals. Uh, There's one for your team tonight. Or There's one, yep. Uh, He wins the Rookie of the Year from the Pepsi Rookie of the Year, uh, which is, I think, the NFL-sponsored one. Uh, So great uh, honor by him as he's – going to play in the Super Bowl, which you always liked your rookie to be able to showcase himself in the Super Bowl. Uh, AP Defensive Player of the Year, Pittsburgh Steeler pass rusher TJ Watt. Uh, kind of knew that was coming. Uh, what did he tie the most he sacks broke ever? It. He broke he most broke sacks ever yeah. in the season. I know Nick will be happy about this next one. The Bridgestone Best Moment of the Year goes to none other than Baltimore Ravens kicker Justin Tucker for his 60 record-breaking 66-yard field goal against the Lions. Uh, the AP rookie, offensive rookie of the year, Jamar Chase. No surprise there. 
AP Offensive Player of the Year. We got another player in the Super Bowl, Rams, Cooper Cup. Uh, so those players well represented on the offensive side. AP Rookie Defensive Player of the Year, Dallas Cowboy linebacker Micah Parsons. Not surprised in that, just the way that he uh, definitely plays the game. We saw it firsthand when they uh, when the Cowboys dismantled Washington quite a few times. I was about to say. I don't know how but... Parsons fell out of the top five of the draft. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I don't know. He had a legit chance to be I don't know why Washington didn't draft year. him. They drafted some guy named Jamin Davis that didn't do lickety split. When did they take him? Like mid first, yeah, yeah. Like wasn't Parsons twenty already gone by then? He's gone like eleventh, I think. Yeah. All right, and then uh, the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award goes to uh, New England Patriots special teamer Matthew Slater. AP Comeback Player of the Year goes to none other than Joey Burrow. So another player in the Super Bowl. AP Assistant Coach of the Year goes to Dallas Cowboys DC Dan Quinn. Salute to Service Award goes to Broncos fullback slash tight end Andrew Beck. Uh, and then uh, another thing represented in the Super Bowl, the courtyard unstoppable performance of the year was uh, the Bengals, Joe Burrow against the Chiefs in Week 17. Sack leader award obviously goes to T.J. Watt. We talked about it. FedEx Air and Ground Player of the Year awards go to Tom Brady. And Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. The Bud Light Selly of the Year goes to Miami Dolphins defensive lineman Christian Wilkins' worm that he did. We have too many awards. Yeah, there are a lot of awards. AP a lot of these of the are year. just to fill the show. And sure. as you the hear, main ones we already Bud Light, Selly, FedEx, the Aaron Ground, DraftKings Daily Fantasy Player of the Year, and Cooper. Think Cup. offensive player, defensive MVP. player, no. AP and Coach of the Year, Nickelodeon. Valley. Are we shocked about this? AP Coach of the Year, Mike Rabel. Mike Vrabel? Mike Vrabel. Are we not shocked that it's not the Bengals head coach? Well, it was given before the playoffs. Yeah. So Titans had the number yeah, one record in the AFC, true. and I don't think a lot of people expected that. But the Bengals making the playoffs is arguably the bigger surprise. So I don't know. Vrabel did a lot of good things. I mean, you got to consider Derrick Henry got hurt. Yeah. And they still got the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah. Really turned the defense around, too. Their defense was atrocious last year, and it became one of the best units in the league. can't forget, they had nine sacks against Cincinnati. And they did. Lost. And You're lost right. somehow. And they somehow lost. AP Most Valuable Player of the Year, five-time now MVP, Aaron Rodgers. Are we at all any Wait, bit surprised? Five times? I thought it was four. Five times. Four. I thought it was five. If he gets four. one more, he yeah, it is beats four. Peyton Manning. Four. Yeah. Oh, it's four. I thought it was okay. four. Or ties Peyton Manning. I thought it was five. I don't know. I thought it was going to be Tom Brady. He won his second straight MVP. Yes, that's true. But fourth. Excuse me, my fault. Fourth. I'm, not, so I'm not trying to, I guess, say that he's not deserving. I just would have, if I had to vote, put it to Tom Brady over. I would have given it to Cup. Roger. A little it's a dark horse. Yeah. Cup had one of the best wide receiver seasons, yeah. if not the best yeah. ever this year. I would agree with that. Uh, one of the, I would say, best awards that the NFL gives out but doesn't get the recognition when it comes to things later in life uh like like on the Pro Football Hall of Fame ballot you never hear people talking about this the Walter Payton NFL man of the year each team nominates a player uh for Washington it was John Allen uh but the NFL Walter Payton man of the year award which yes I <laughs> the irony if he would have won I don't I think he couldn't have won like if he had like if they had named him the winner for some reason I think they would have gone back and reneged on that 
after the last 48 hours after his unnecessary comment he made on Twitter. Uh, but he has since apologized for that. But the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award goes to Los Angeles Rams offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth. I caught his, uh, his acceptance speech. And uh, for Whitworth, 40 years old. Yeah. What a guy. Still and, uh, a tackle player, to start too. in the NFL. Still a yeah. starter. 40. Yeah. And he had a – uh, impressive. He shared a special moment last night. Um, a very moving speech kind of went on more than it should have, but I'm happy the NFL let it go on because usually they limit them to like a minute. His went on for four minutes and 15 seconds. Then they immediately funny, ended the show. That was funny. Cause you said it needs to be recognized, but then you're like, oh, shut up, Andrew. Whitworth. Well, no, but like in the past they haven't allowed it. Like it was it, the show ended at like 1108 and yeah. it's supposed to end at 11. Yeah. I think man of the year though deserves a, a long speech. Cause you got to explain, you know, what you did. Uh, to earn it in some yeah. ways yeah and uh so he talked about uh something last night that he happened during this season i believe uh he they were the rams were playing uh the lions not too sure what week it was but a linebacker a rookie linebacker for the lions after the game kind of started running up to him he said he was kind of confused because he's like this guy's a really young guy what did i have i been in the nfl long enough that it's a coach's son or something make it or a player son that i played with at the beginning of my career or something turns out when he started his career um i'm not too sure i think he did he start his career career in cincinnati yes, yes yeah so when he started his career in cincinnati in 06 the second round pick in 2006 he volunteered regularly at the boys and girls clubs there in cincinnati and uh i guess he would talk to this one kid all the time you know, kind of make sure he's kind of pushing him in the right direction in life. Obviously, I was 14, 15 years ago, so he's, you know, 11, 12 years old, maybe, 8, 9, 10, somewhere in that range. And the guy came up to him and said, hey, you're probably not going to remember me. My name is Derek Barnes. When I was a kid, I used to go to the Boys and Girls Clubs in Cincinnati, and you used to talk to me. And uh, I made it. I've made it out of that. And that was a, you know, a pretty big thing because, obviously, when you're going to the Boys and Girls Club, that's kind of for underprivileged kids. So the fact that he's, that guy, Derek Barnes, made it to the NFL uh, was big enough for, you know, to impact Whitworth like it did. Yeah, that was definitely a, a cool story and one of the reasons why Whitworth deserves that award and uh, very impressive. Well, now let's talk about – or right, we don't really have time to talk about the Hall of Famers, uh, but not a great class. There's a few guys in there, but overall not a great class. Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Bryant Young, Cliff Branch, Art McNally, and Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil, obviously, the head coach there in that uh, list. Tony Baselli, still you hear his name on Westwood One. Uh, but overall, I think not the best class. But again, they put so many people in in the last two years. Yeah, and I think that brings the class quality down. I don't really think most of those players are – Hall of Fame worthy based on what we've seen in the past, but it is what it is. It doesn't affect my life. I mean, so. There are a few guys that have been on the ballot for a while. Baselli's been on the ballot for a long time. Sam Mills, you know, I mean, not like marquee Hall of Fame players that you'd automatically think of, but I think there's some hidden talent, you know. Demarcus Ware got snubbed, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Uh, but now let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl here for a couple minutes, and we'll take a break, and we'll... Uh, Talk about our bets that we've made for the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, Sunday, 6.30 p.m., NBC. 
could be the last game on NBC broadcasting for Al Michaels, but that is not yet that is yet to be determined. But obviously, uh, two different kinds of teams here. Uh, you've got the Bengals kind of resurgence. Two years ago, they had two wins. And then you've got the Rams who have kind of built that winning culture there with Sean McVay, but uh, really just couldn't win when it mattered most. And now they're going forward. And, you know, you talk about a guy who was really next to nothing a couple of years ago, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford gets the trade from Detroit there now over uh, to the Rams. And uh, as a lot of Lions fans said, this is the closest we'll ever get to a Super Bowl. Um, Yeah, this is an interesting game. I think nobody expected the Bengals to be here. The Rams were a popular pick at the beginning of the year when they acquired Stafford. Um, you know, realistically, I think it, as everybody's been talking about, it comes down to the offensive line versus the Rams defensive line. The Rams obviously have the edge there. So a lot of people are giving the Bengals no chance. And I wouldn't give them no chance because a lot of people gave them no chance against Kansas City, right? And they proved that they were yep. able to win that game. So I'll give them a chance, but I am going to go with the Rams uh, just based off of the fact that I think they have the better overall team. But again, the Bengals have proven that to be wrong all season. So I think they'll keep it close, but I'll go with the Rams. Well, I think you can also make the argument that uh, the Rams' pass rush is is amazing. But then you, you see what we just talked about moments ago in the Titans-Bengals game. Bengals get Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times. Bengals still the find a way to win be, the game. I think, though, that Stafford won't throw three picks well, and not convert on those. No, I think he's playing well right now. I think he's going to prevail on this game. I've turned my I was about opinion to say, on Matt Stafford. The start of this playoffs, Nick Verzellini was the most critical about Stafford. And I still am somewhat critical, but I'll on the train this year. Yeah. So well, I've got the Rams. I'll go next then and talk a little bit about just the way that these teams have been built has been completely different than each other. You look at the Rams; they're more veteran focused. You got Stafford from trades, Odell Beckham Jr. from trades. Got Aaron Donald, who's a veteran. Von Miller joined there on the defensive side. So you got a lot of guys that are, even though not really used to playing in Super Bowls, other than Von Miller winning one, they're guys that have been in the league long enough. And then, you know, the Bengals, you got Burrow, who's only in his second. Chase, who's young. Mixon, who's young. And I think this team's been going, or the league, excuse me, is going more youthful when it comes to the teams that are, you know, going to be the winner. So I'm going with the Bengals. I like the confidence that Burrow has really brought to this franchise, and I feel like everybody's gathered around him quickly to be the leader, and you can just see the confidence level really grow throughout each game. It's almost borderline cocky, and that's kind of what I like about this team. Really, just real quick to add on to your point, Colin, about the Rams and how they've built their team. They've put so many assets into building and winning for this season. You know, acquiring OBJ, acquiring Miller, trading away a lot of future draft picks, mm-hmm. too. They're going all in on this season, on this run right now. If they don't win it this year, they might not ever have a chance. With, with all the future assets that they've given up to acquire these players for this season— I think they're going to come out with a heightened sense of urgency. They're going to play really fast and physical this whole game because they might not get another chance like this. The Bengals, with how young they are, they've got a bright future. So I, that I think could that's be something a lot to, of pressure on that too. team and why they might choke. Yeah. All right. Well, and they're at home, so if they don't win, 
It's like I mean they're at put home. all this into it. They're at home, but they're not like officially don't have a home field advantage. They're not the home team. I think the it's still AFC's the home team. You're still at your home stadium. Yeah. I think it gives you a little bit of an edge. All right. Well, that does it for this segment of the sports mix. Uh, before we go, I want to give a uh, kind of a PSA out there. The Shepherdstown Fire Department will be having a Super Bowl Sunday buffet dinner on Sunday. Uh, hours will be from noon to 3 p.m. The menu consists of ham and fried chicken, vegetables, homemade rolls, and dessert. The cost is $10. Shepherdstown Fire Department is located at 8052 Martinsburg Pike. That's Route 45 there in Shepherdstown. Um, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. we come back from this two-minute break. We'll wrap things up talking our bets for the game. We did a station parlay this morning uh, before the show, and uh, we could hit big. Uh, but we'll talk about some other bets and uh, do a little prop sheet that Colin printed out here. And that's next after this two-minute break as we come back to wrap things up. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304 3500646 and learn more today. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix. Coming back with, uh, so we played out with Dr. Dre on the halftime show. Uh, playing in this segment with Slim Shady, Eminem, who will also be on the halftime show. 
so that should be a really entertaining halftime show. The segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343, or you can stop by their offices, which are located at 1270 Winchester Avenue. John Everson and Phil McCoy there, the advisors. Uh, but let's get into this. some bets here. We've got about three and a half minutes left. Uh, Talk about the bet that we made this morning right before we went on air. We got a six-leg parlay here uh, with uh, the mogul and uh, Rob in the morning and all of us here. Uh, L.A. Rams versus Bengals, player to score at least two touchdowns. Cooper Cup, that was my pick. Uh, Touchdown scorer, OBJ, an anytime touchdown scorer, that was Nick. Uh, We all put in $5, by the way. Uh, Anytime touchdown scorer, Tyler Boyd, I believe that was you, Avery. Mm-hmm. Uh, total touchdown passes thrown by a player, Joe Burrow. Was that? That was mine. That was you. Uh, total points by the Bengals. Was that Rob or Mike? That was Rob. That's Rob. Rob. So the Rob, he put, took the over at 22 and, and a half. You took the, the over, over at one and, one and a half. half and then total points, passes. Mike took the over at 48 and a half. We could win big on this, guys. We could for five dollars an entry. I think game. I think we could profit two fifty each. Yes, that is what I calculated it down to. That is, I mean, that's a lot of money there. It'd be nice. Would I be mean, nice. It's always tough for a parlay because somehow you just miss one. You could have all the others right, and it doesn't matter. So, but that's what makes it fun. That is what makes it fun. Now let's do some prop bet bets here, uh, Colin. You, how about you lead this? All righty, let's do it. Start off with the length of the uh, national anthem in seconds. The over/under set at ninety-eight, and I took the uh, over ninety-eight. I seconds. took the over as well. Yeah, after Avery and I got about a minute on our national anthem performance, I which went, was beautiful. Uh, I went Thank with you. the over, and you said Even the O like a true voice, Baltimore fan. Yeah, yeah. Baltimoreans. So I, I went with the, the over. You know, the O in there. Yeah, yeah I'll go over too. All right, so the coin toss, a very important one. Heads or tails? Tails never fails. Tails. Heads. I'm going heads. Okay. Split in the room. I like it, though. Uh, next one chance. was the coin toss winner. I went with Cincinnati. I've got the Rams. I'll take Rams. I went with the Rams as well. All righty. The jersey number of the first touchdown score at 23.5 over or under. I went over 23.5. I think over. it'll be somebody like a tight ender. I guess not. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. 83. I mean, I've got the over. It's mixing 23-24. I went with the under because I think you got Cup, you got Odell. Well, when you when know. you throw a touchdown pass, what you got to combine the numbers or no? 28. Well, that's interesting. Uh, no, I, I didn't think, think about that. Player to score the touchdown. So it's like when you bet first touchdown score, Stafford's yeah. touchdown pass doesn't count for that. He had to run. All right. We don't have much time. So next one, uh, upright, yes or no, for yeah. a field goal? No. Nope. no? Two, good, two good kickers here in this one. Team to take the first coach's challenge. I said nobody. I said the Rams. Like, Sean McVay, like McVay likes, likes the challenge, challenge yeah. but he doesn't get it. Yep. Team to take the first time out, I put the Rams. I put the Rams as well because they've had to take timeouts for dumb reasons in the last couple games. Result of the game's first drive, punt, punt field, field goal, goal, or touchdown interception. I did punt the punt field goal. field goal. Punt field goal. All right, artist to perform first at halftime. I've got Kendrick. I got Kendrick. Kendrick as well. Same. Will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage? Yes. No, yes. no he sure. will not. He will. Yes. It's California. You can do that. Yes. That's legal. Kids it's are watching Snoop Dogg, in the uh, Super Bowl, It's Snoop Dogg. Man. Hey, he will Eminem care. be censored? I've got yes. 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 Yeah. Total players with a rush attempt. Over, under, seven and a half. I've got under. 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 Total combined kickoffs, under over 10.5, under, 
Uh, take under. Yeah, I under. just took the over. Well, most, mostly what matters. All right. Who's going to win? Bengals. I've got the Rams winning. MVP. Rams. I've got Stafford. Burrow. Other. Uh, winning margin. Over under eight and a half. Under. I've got under as well. Uh, and on, I'll give you one random here. An offensive lineman to score a touchdown in the game plus 17 and a half or minus nah. 10,000. No for more. yes or no? Absolutely nope. not. Andrew Whitworth scores a for touchdown yes. to I think, beat his former team in the think, Super Bowl. I think he does that, and he rides off into the sunset. <laughs> he says, that. I'm going in retirement, but that does it Orange for this Gatorade edition for of the, the Sports Mix. For Avery Newport, our intern, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Versley, I'm Spencer Bleach saying so long. Enjoy the Super Bowl on Sunday.